Hi, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Erin. And we're here to keep it real, raw, and what it means to be the confident woman. All right, friends. So this is the last episode of our relationship series. So hopefully over the past two, you've gained some insight into being your own best friend, loving yourself, not depending on other people to bring you happiness. We're going to talk more about that in this episode as well, too. And just kind of like the right mindset and space to be in, to take inventory of and understand what your negotiables are, what your values are when deciding to head into a relationship. So I'm going to let Rachel start off on this one because I know she, even in her book, talks a lot about this too, just like some of the dependency in a relationship that can happen. Yeah. Her story with that, so. Yeah, there's, um, so I, I think for many of us, you know, when we look back at where we started in a relationship, whether we're, have that solid mindset right now versus maybe you were more like me when I first started and I didn't know what I wanted. I had no idea. I just thought, you know, like, okay, this guy was really nice to me. But, you know, as we got to chatting and talking and dating, you fall in love in that sense where you have a lot in common and, they become a best friend. But yet, when you don't love and appreciate yourself, there's always going to be like that, I guess, for lack of better words, like, you're missing the mark. There's not that intimacy in in that sense of like, really going deep on that level of growth and connection and communication and all those things that we're, we're actually craving after, if we're missing that mark. And that's where I was in that mental state from, from the beginning was that, I did look to my now husband to complete me on those on those elements. And I realized then the dependency. I would claim I was independent because I just wanted to be the independent woman, like just a no would never rely on a man for X, Y, and Z. And I was just this firm, like I just had this strong-willed attitude, but yet like subconsciously I was depending on him to make me happy, to see me and accept me and in all these elements that I now don't need him to do when he does that's the bonus it's now you know after 15 plus years he knows me and he gets me but it's also because I know when I get myself that there's communication between the two of us it was at the beginning where he kept telling me I know you but you don't know yourself and of course, you know, when, when your other partner tells you that and you're going to get all defensive about it, right? Sure. I'm an independent woman and right. I'm going to show you, you know, so yeah. it's one of those kind of things. But, you know, as you grow in, in any of these relationships, you know, kind of take note of where you are as far as independent, codependent or dependent. And I think it's, it's great to kind of all bounce around from those, you know, three elements at times, but it shouldn't be the crutch in your relationship. I mean, when I had back surgery, I depended on my husband to do everything. And, you know, that's part of marriage is, you know, through sickness and health. And it's like, did he enjoy doing all these things? Absolutely not. And did I feel, did did I enjoy having that, you know, sense of independency and my own free will kind of taken away from me? And it's like, you know, this is just an example in my marriage, but it's like, when we're passing the torch to that other person, we become so dependent upon that person to provide and, you know, meet our expectations. And then likewise with codependency is that codependency is basically when you, both of you independently do not know yourself that you are leaning on each other 
with and totally just missing the mark. Totally. Yeah. And what you were saying too earlier, like, because a lot of like being misindependent, right? Right. And I just remember like always having this like strong, like exterior demeanor about myself that when Ryan and I, like one of the first, like first year of marriage, like our biggest struggle and arguments were typically because me, because I had such a hard time communicating my feelings, especially when they made me feel like it was something that was weak. Like I shouldn't be sad about this or I shouldn't be upset about this. So I wouldn't bring that up because I, like I said, I just want to have that strong, tough, cool demeanor. And like, I just had, I couldn't communicate to him why certain things made me feel a certain way because of that. So I think that what, what you were saying, like that, that feeling, but then also just having that wherewithal within you to know how to communicate that to each other, which is good because in your relationship, it sounds like he was like picking up on the cues and understanding you and figuring you out and what made you work. And sometimes, sometimes they don't. And also we got to keep in mind when we're talking about guys too, like you do have to kind of spell things out for them sometimes too. I feel like it's crazy. Like women, like we play these games, like I just expect him to always know what's wrong and how to fix it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but until recently, I'm like, we just have to be just, again, just talk just communicate and figure that out too. And I don't know about you, Rachel, but I've had some breakthrough like realizations about myself in talking with Ryan a lot sometimes because they know us the best. So they know the right questions to ask sometimes. Sometimes they ask you things and push you over the edge and it pisses me off, but it's like some breakthrough growth moments, you know? Right. (laughs) Because of it. So it's... Absolutely. And and, and we do that. And sometimes it's like, you know, in those moments, you kind of, you, you become defensive because you feel like they put a dent oh, in yeah. your armor and your hard exterior. Right. And, uh, so, yeah. you know, when you talked about feelings and emotions, it was the same thing. You know, my husband, he had communication and I had like screaming and yelling kind of thing, you know, yeah, just, yeah. because I had, I didn't have words for my emotions. So it was almost like this personal attack because again, you know, you look back at it and it's like, wow, I didn't realize how much growth is needed to come from that. And again, it comes back from becoming your own best friend, like really, really getting to know yourself. Like what makes you tick? Why Why do you feel this way? Especially with dealing with emotions, I think we're taught to just like stuff them down and not feel because nobody wants to hear from somebody who's whining and crying and all this stuff. Like that was just kind of like my own beliefs. So when I would feel something, it came out in different ways. So my husband, like I said, he knew me better than I knew myself at the beginning. And he picked up on these cues as well. Yeah. You know, so now when, when I feel a certain way, I'm able to express it. You know, he, he picks up on it and he understands. And naturally just men are, they're fixers and problem solvers. So when we come to our spouses with, you know, whether we just want to like vent and we just want to be seen and heard in those moments, immediately they're like, their mind goes to, how do I fix it? How do I solve it? And it's like, you have to be very clear. Like there are times when I'm just on a vent and I have to specifically tell my husband, like, I don't need to fix or solve or I do anything. Just, just be here, be present, hold space with me and just let me vent. And sometimes I just have to yeah. like, just be that fly on the wall. Don't say anything. Just, I need you here. And, and that's right. very clear. Cause then he knows not try to fix it. And then it becomes that defense mechanism on mine where I feel like, oh, so I'm broken. I need to be fixed. And these are some of the issues that were really present at the beginning of our marriage. And looking back at it, it's because, you know, I have to take ownership for me and I didn't know myself. And now you do. 
Yeah, I do. And, and you know, every day I'm learning more and more. Yeah. But I think, as I said, for our listeners is that it's a constant growth. This journey yeah. never ends. And when you prioritize growth and development and growing together as independent individuals and together as a relationship, then you're going to see this. You're going to walk in the same path along this, you know, you're going to walk straight together. Yes. I was just thinking earlier too, when we were talking about like just dependency and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know where you were, and this could get like on a touchy subject, depending on who's listening or where they're at or where they grew up. But for me, and this, I guess has nothing to do with like mentally, but like coming to a relationship, it can get touchy when you talk about like financially dependent on somebody else. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, like some women are like old school, some are like hardcore feminist, whatever. But like, I just grew up hardcore knowing that like, depend, like I needed to depend on myself financially. And then like, you know what I mean? Like you got to take care of you first because nothing's promised. Tomorrow's not promised for anybody. You don't know anything that's going to happen. You just don't know anything. So I just think it's like really important. But I also feel that when you are financially responsible for yourself and you can take care of yourself, I feel like long-term in a relationship is really important because I think, you know, we all hear the stupid reasons why people stick in relationships. And I feel like a lot of times, sometimes it's money. You know, people are like married for 10 years, whatever. And like, they just feel like, oh, I can't almost like, like vindictive kind of like, you know what I mean? Like if someone's like holding the money over you because they're like, oh, I make the money. So you got to do what I say. This is obviously an extreme example, but I'm just saying like, I just think that that's really important to me. That was something that was a value of mine. That was something that was important to me. If you're listening to you and that's not important to you, cool. But for me, it was like, I just wanted to be able to take care of myself before I entered into a relationship. Yeah, I 100% agree. And that was, I think, just stemming from the beliefs of just being that strong, independent woman where you don't need to rely on anyone to take care of you. And that was, for me, it was a way that I can gain control and that, it was never a factor in my marriage or a deciding factor where I was dependent on that individual to provide for me. And oddly enough, it usually turned the other way around because I was so driven to prove my worth in other areas that that's where I exemplified was through my work. Yeah. And, and I think just, you know, being strong and independent in that part, it was just no matter what I will always survive. Yeah. And I think these are, all like important things to like talk about and figure out before you get married. I, I think I talked about it before though in another episode before, but like when, before Ryan and I got married, I don't know if you guys had to do these classes, but we had to do this like weekend long retreat thing where they ask you a bunch of questions, which were very helpful because they were things that maybe people don't think about before you like get married. Like marriage is no joke. Like it is working and it is effort. And all that kind of stuff is not just a blissful, whatever, like there's, work involved in figuring things out. It's like a, I almost want to say like a bit, like a partnership almost. And so I think it's important to have like those discussions ahead of time too. Like understanding like where you both feel on certain things, especially like financial issues, you know, like some people I meet and like in order to make like a $500 decision, they need to like talk to their spouse, which again, I'm not saying that's right, wrong, good or bad. You decide what that is for you. But for me, like, Brian can make a, a decision financially on his own without talking to me. I'm cool with that. You know, if some people want to talk about it, that's fine, whatever. And I guess maybe it's the dependent upon the amount, I guess. But I guess like those kinds of things, like 
I feel like you have to have discussions about before you get married because there's no way, again, it could just be like the strong independent woman kind of thing. But I remember being like, I don't want to have to like ask somebody to do something, you know, or whatever. So again, all like, we're talking marriage now, I guess. So some people are just like, Hey, I'm lonely. I'm just going to start dating. I'm just starting dating. So this kind of topic is important, but just keep it in the back of your head for the long run of if that's where the, the end game is, is on marriage is just understanding. And again, it all comes back to understanding where you personally feel and what you, where your values are and what you think about all these things and understand that first before continuing down a long-term relationship and making sure you're on the same page. Or if you're not on the same, you're not always going to agree on things. Ryan and I disagree about things, but there are things we can live with disagreeing on. Right. And I think that ultimately comes down to setting your boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know what you're willing to accept and not. And again, we keep pounding this out, you know, like it starts with getting to know yourself because when you do, you know what you're willing to accept, you know, where you stand on certain things and you know, where, you know, what you're willing to settle for. So if, if, you know, when we talk about like finances and that is one of those touchy subjects, because, you know, X dollars can mean two different stories in two different households. So I know where you mean with um, running those questions by your your partner. And I feel like if it's a big family decision, yes, run it by. But nobody should have to tell you how to spend your money in that sense. Like I get it that if there's joint accounts or joint this, but when you have to fine tooth comb and ask permission to like buy a can of green beans or buy a a dress, (laughs) you know, it's, it's really comes down to that having respect and honor and trusting your spouse that they can make wise decisions. Exactly. So I think this has been good and helpful. I feel like with relationships, we could talk about like, that could be a whole 10 episode series thing too. If we get down to the nitty gritty, all the things, but I think bottom line, we've said it 1 million times, but I think bottom line comes down to love your damn self. Number one. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the Confident Woman podcast. For more ways to connect with us, check out our Facebook group. It's the Confident Woman on Facebook. There's a ton of amazing ladies in that group that you can connect with as well. My Instagram is at Aaron underscore travels for life. Make sure you go ahead and follow that and follow Rachel as well. What is yours, Rachel? You can follow me on all social medias at I am Rachel Brooks. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to checking you next week.